Hello, everyone. Welcome to the latest edition of Getting There, a conversation with IT directors talking about their response and their district's response uh, to the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic crisis. My name is Kevin Hogan, and with me today is Jenneth Michney. Did I pronounce that right? Michney. Michney. I never say your last name. Michney. And Jenneth uh, is the Director of Education Technology for Newport Mesa Unified School District in, in Southern California. Uh, since like 1997 or eight, right? Long time. I've been in the district since 1997. I've been the director since 2010. Since 2010, okay. And that's where we've we've known each other since 2010, talking about all the various uh, innovations and developments. Uh, I know your district to be one of the more uh, progressive ones in terms of being on the forefront of using technology. Uh, never before have we had to have a conversation even close to this, right? I mean, you would talk about flipping the classroom, you know, right? <laughs> we might talk about social emotional learning. Um, and now that just seems like uh, a century ago. So how are, how are you, so how are you doing? How are you, how's, how is the district? Give us a little, can you give us a little, first a little background on the district of where exactly you are and the number of students yeah. and things like that? So we're located in Newport Beach and Costa Mesa. That's how we get the Newport Mesa uh, name. We are 22,000 students, um, school district, 30 schools, four comprehensive high schools, an alternative ed and early college, and then 22 elementaries. And um, we have 1,200 teachers and another roughly 800 uh, staff. Uh, I, have, I have a team of two TOSAs, and, um, and I'm actually hiring uh, a third right now. We're in the process. We started the interviewing, or the application process is happening. Um, so hopefully by the end of June, I'll have three TOSAs. Uh, so we, we handle all of the instructional technology, um, teaching and learning with our teachers, but we also handle all of the training for classified employees, supporting all the administrators. And most recently, we've taken on um, parents more and students. Definitely something that uh, I have on my list of questions with the, uh, the new interaction with uh, parents um, that, that we can get to. But first, let me ask you, um, how was your, did, were, it was your district one-to-one -one before? Did every student have a, 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 did you have some sort of remote setup already in place when all this madness began? So luckily we were in year four of a Chromebook implementation and um, we have four zones based on kind of address, um, you know, locations in our district. And so um, we were in the final phase but we were not quite one-to-one. -one. We had uh, about 18,000 Chromebooks deployed, and the one-to-one -one was um, students in grades five through 12 had a device that we would give to them, and they kept it for four years. We didn't, we didn't collect it back, and um, you know, if they got it in fifth grade and ninth grade, they got a new one, um, and they carried that till 12th. And then third and fourth had one-to-one -one in the classroom, but they were in carts pretty zip tied down. So you can imagine that process. And then um, our pre-K two had um, shared carts. So they were not one-to-one. -one. They, they had some iPads too, 
but um, mostly uh, used Chromebooks and centers and things like that. So we had, because in our high schools, we were not quite one-to-one -one at the last couple zones all the way to 12th grade, we did have to regroup and deploy about 5,000 more Chromebooks. Um, and the first wave, we did it to families that stated they needed a device, right? Because we had some families that just had a device at home and didn't feel like they needed one. Um, but moving forward, we are actually now, which is one of the silver linings, just going to go one-to-one -one, um, K through 12. It's That's just it. going to, yep. And um, at the time, teachers were also a mixed bag of some had laptops, some had desktops, desktops couldn't go home. So because we didn't have a, you know, a stash of laptops on site, teachers had to get Chromebooks, which when we were just going to be out for two weeks in the beginning, we thought, oh, two weeks, they'll get you through. Here's a Chromebook. We learned fast through using Zoom and screencasting that a Chromebook is not sufficient for a teacher as it is for a student. So now we're in the process of, um, as soon as we end in the end of June, we're gonna switch out um, Chromebooks for teacher laptops. Uh, oh, interesting, forward. okay. Yeah. All right, and is that in, in anticipation of the new reality of what everyone's talking about for, for the fall? Um, yes. What, what, about, what about in between? I mean, what about um, this summer? I mean, what are the contingency plans? I mean, are you just planning for professional development? Give, give me a little sense of day-to-day. Uh, okay. -day. So we are one of the few districts in California that still go till June 19th. So we, we have a couple more weeks of school. We're um, making some adjustments right now with our high school Um because we're worried about incompletes for graduation. And so um, our high school, our 12th graders are actually going to end instruction tomorrow so that the students that may need to make sure that they're going to graduate have some time to focus with their teachers and make that happen. Um, our ninth through 11th graders are gonna end school on June 10th rather than June 18th. So that then they'll just have a week of um, finals like they typically would but our elementaries go till the 19th. Um, we are in the process right now of um, pulling together a, a whole committee of, we have parents, community members, students, um, district leaders, teachers, uh, site administrators, counselors, um, some of the people uh, you know, that work in our um, social emotional um, areas. Uh, coming together and starting to plan um, next year, as well as looking at what we can do this summer. As, so we'll still continue our extended day for um, special ed, which we've always done. It's just gonna be in the virtual environment. Um, we're still going to have our secondary uh, online classes that we've always held in the summer because they were always online. Um, and then we're looking at some model for students but we are also starting earlier than ever because we are trying to shift our calendar a little so we start back august 24th so that doesn't even leave us two months teachers come back august 19th so they're out june 19th everybody needs a break right so early july we'll still be doing some planning at the district level but 
um, even from our superintendent down, they're all just saying everybody needs a little downtime early July, and then um, we'll continue planning for a number of scenarios. Um, my best recommendation is if we could get all of our content, right? I think I teach at um, Cal State Fullerton also on the uh, master's of education technology program. I start the semester, it's a 16-week semester. My content's all online, right? right? So each week I get to focus on teaching, communicating with my students, uh, giving feedback. I don't have to worry about content creation. Yeah. Why, why wouldn't we take that model down to, you know, the elementary no level. level? Absolutely. And have all our content ahead of time. You still might tweak it. You might adjust it. But then our teachers are not left spending their weekends and nights and days in between stressing over getting their content into right. the class. And something that you just mentioned um, kind of gave me that other, like, it could only happen with a global pandemic. When you talked about bringing teachers, students, administrators, parents, everyone together, well, you tell me, is that something that would happen pre-pandemic? I mean, is it something that was easily done? I mean... We've, um, we've taught, you know, at times for certain things we have, but not in this capacity where we are, because of the nature of uh, uh, virtual meeting space, we are able to just pull that group together easily and get in a room and set some protocols and have some really deep dialogues about. Yeah. Uh, we also did a thought exchange um, uh, right at the end of April. So we had been um, out of you know, doing distance learning, which I still will call it for now, crisis instruction, remote instruction. <laughs> I do not think we're there yet. Um, we're working really hard towards it. But we did a thought exchange that was just, how are we doing? Yeah. How are you doing? Yeah. What, you know, and um, we had incredible results from that, from our community members, our parents, our students, and our staff members. And we were able to um, really pivot some of the things that we were doing that weren't so great. Um, I love what, what we took from that was um, Maya Angelou's quote, do the best you can until you know better, then when you know better, do better. Yeah. And I think that that's what we are doing is we're learning as we're going, right? And, um, and we're changing things and we're listening. Yeah. Um, Talk a little bit more about um, the new relationship with parents and the, the new dynamic with parents being involved in the learning process. Um, there, there's two things that uh, stand out for me is number one, I think parents have a great, much greater respect for what teachers do, which I think is so important because we've always known what teachers do, but um, parents really get it now. Um, I think uh, they also didn't realize that they drop their child off at school at 8.30 in the morning and they pick them up at three. They're, the number of adults that managed their children during that time was great. It was, it was, you know, just from, you know, from the homeroom to the nutrition or snack to recess to lunch to PE. That I mean, hundreds of adults managing them, and now yeah. parents 
are it, right? Right. And, uh, and so we've been really trying to support them. And, and many of our teachers are also parents. And so we have that struggle. And that's something um, looking forward that we're really concerned about is um, when when the world starts opening up more and more, everybody is going to start going back to work. And how do you handle, if the schools aren't completely opened, how are we going to handle that? What does that look like? And, um, but, uh, but it's, it's also forced parents to uh, work as a team more with um, teachers and the districts. I actually um, held Zoom orientations for our parents. I had 4,000 parents come through. Wow. Zoom orientations. It was amazing. Just, and, you know, parents are seeing teachers teach. I mean, yeah, the room mom and the, the volunteer, you, you would be in the, but now you're, you're right there in each other's lives more yeah. than ever. And yeah. um, I think it broke down some barriers for a lot of people. And uh, from the day one, when we, when we, you know, broke and everyone went into their homes. My, I was just like a broken record with right now, the biggest thing that we have to pay attention to is connection, right? Is, is that social, it was so much more important than any learning happening. It was, we have to connect with our students and we have to make everybody feel comfortable. Our teachers need to feel comfortable and confident and, um, and we have to have that that social emotional piece, and I think focusing more on that then allowed some of the learning to happen after because it's you know if you don't have those basic needs met, then nobody can think or learn yeah um, did you have any um, let me ask you your strategy when in regards to assessment uh, in terms of not only just like the learning loss that is going on, but again, I mean, the social emotional uh, aspects of that. Uh, has that changed for you as well? Yes, we, um, we really, again, another area we went kind of, it, probably for some, we didn't come up with the final answer soon enough, but we really looked at all of the pieces that were playing into it. And, you know, we, deployed about 800 hotspots we still didn't even provide you know there are still families that fell through and we have you know we're still working on connecting because we have both sides of the coin we have the Newport Beach you know um, and then we have Costa Mesa parts that are you know lower socioeconomic and yeah. you know we tried setting up families with, you know, the spectrum offering free internet or this and that. And, you know, when you have five kids at home and you get one hotspot, you, you know, and you're all on zoom, yeah. it doesn't always work. So we really had to think about that. We had to think about the fact that um, teachers were getting up to speed. And we, so for our secondary, we had just finished um, a quarter. And so they went with those quarter grades, but then for the fourth quarter, they changed the grading scale and really just shifted it a little to make it easier and decided like no D's or F's were given. And, um, and attendance, while it was critical and important, it wasn't going to uh, harm the grade, right? Okay. If 
So we didn't want attendance on a Zoom session to harm a grade. Um, at the elementary, we literally said no formal assessments. We completely wiped out grades. Um, we had just finished our second trimester on that Friday, March 13th. It was like in that way, it was perfect timing. Um, and what we're doing is comments only. And we updated our comments to reflect distance learning, to reflect some of the amazing skills that students learned so many things. I mean, we have first graders in Zoom breakout rooms, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, who would have ever thought? Yeah. Not, not now, and, I'm in a meeting. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so uh, really trying to uh, focus on all the positives and, and the, the progress that students made from where they were and what and that Result. Yeah. So uh, going forward, looking forward, um, do you see a lot of these um, things that have been broken down and, and, and remodeled sticking around? So, I mean, best case scenario, we get the vaccine in August and everyone has it and we go back to normal. Will some of these taxes, do you think, um, stay stay in place. I, mean, so I do. I think um, there are so many. You know, from my perspective, so many positives to this. Um, teachers that were reluctant in the past, uh, regardless of you know age or years teaching, just for whatever reason, reluctant about technology, are saying, "Why didn't I ever do this?" Right? They're they're seeing the value and thinking, oh my gosh, this has changed my teaching. I, I will never go back, right? So we yeah. have teachers, we have um, classified and all kinds of different, you know, employees from bus drivers to this using technology in ways they've never used it. I don't see holding these face-to-face -face, um, time-consuming meetings anymore, right? Why would we all, I mean, sometimes being face-to-face -face definitely is better, but for an informational meeting, this works really well. Uh, for, for getting a little input here and there, this platform works. Um, yeah. I think parents are gonna be a big part of all our, you know, they, they were always stakeholders, but I think they'll, you know, we've kind of broken down some of those walls and parents, students, we've really, our students, um, we have board reports, you know, every board meeting. And so in that, in that Zoom and webinar environment, our students shine. I mean, yeah. they are amazing. They have been doing amazing reports and um, really getting a sense of their student bodies and sharing out with us. So, um, and also things like um, bringing on um, programs that will, you know, a uh, standardization. It's helped us to standardize. We are going to standardize on our learning management systems. That came out loud and clear. Too many places. My student, I have to go too many places. Um, we knew that right before this happened and we were heading that way, but this yeah. just, you know, sealed it. And, um, and so I think that in that respect. Um, and even just uh, training wise, uh, we, we have a program where we coach teachers to become digital coaches and a whole digital fellow program. They rose to this occasion and really, we would not have been able to train the number of teachers we did and support without our 30 digital fellows that were out there as just extensions of our ed tech department. And, um, you know, right there, you know, holding their own, 
kind of uh, virtual learning sessions for us and um, supporting our teachers across the district. That's great. Well, you have me in a good mood. Every time I have these conversations, it's like, you know, it's going to be okay. I think in, I think we're going to pull this together and get it together. I mean, it's the resiliency, um, I think, just especially in the education space, is, is going to be able to help everybody else, right? And you do, you do watch the kids not only, you know, maintain it, but, but flourish. You know, it's hopeful. But, Jenneth, I really appreciate your time. Thank you so yeah. much. It's always great to see you, Kevin. All right. We'll see you right. the next time for, for getting there. Thanks. Yes. Take care.